Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Good morning, friends. Welcome in. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and we are thrilled to have you with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe this morning, our live and local morning show. Cam Clutter is our faithful barista, and joining us this morning in the cafe will be Doug Green to chat about um, his conversations going door-to-door um, to help defeat issue one. And then later, our friend Marianne Jepson will be talking about counseling from a Catholic perspective. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Amanda. Could you start us in a prayer? Absolutely. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, Father. Uh, we love you. We praise you. We adore and glorify you. Thank you, Father, for this day. Lord, thank you for this opportunity for all of us to fall more deeply in love with you and to work with you today, uh, to, to know you better and to bring others uh, to love you more. Blessed Mother, thank you. Just thank you for being our mother and help us to walk with you today so that we may know your son better. Shine light into this darkness. Thank you for this rain as it nourishes our ground. We ask for your protection over everyone that needs to be out in the weather this morning. Um, protect them and keep them warm. We love you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Holy Son, Holy Spirit. It's a little dreary, dreary out there this morning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a little dark and dank, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, getting keyed up after a. It was a nice, restful weekend, kind of. You know. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, you know, just a lot of laying around, a lot of reading, watched a few movies, and just kind of all hang hung out together. So oh, it was nice. That is nice. Yeah, I watched a movie. Um, it was really a, a nice story. It's a, a million miles away. I've never heard of it. It's a uh, migrant farm worker, grew up in California, uh, the Stockton area, right. a family of uh, migrant farm workers. His dream was always to become an astronaut, and oh. he was the first uh, Hispanic uh, American on the space shuttle in space. So it was just a very, um, very Catholic family. Um, there's um, some Catholic undertones throughout the movie, but it is just, just a nice movie. So really appreciated that time. Nice. How about you? How was your weekend? Um, also very restful. I very intentionally did not plan much. Uh, I also watched a movie. <laughs> I am, um, I'm a Marvel fan mm -hmm. if I was being honest. And, you, um, well, you are. I am. <laughs> and so I hadn't yet seen the last Guardians of the Galaxy. So I watched that. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Iron Man is Marvel. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's about as deep as I go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cam, are you, a, are you an Iron Man fan or Not, a Marvel fan? Well, so there's a great debate. Mostly because of the movie Civil War, are you team Iron Man or are you team Captain America? 
And I grew up reading the Captain America comics. And so naturally I'm a Captain America fan, but my wife is a big Iron Man fan. So the house is divided. (laughs) Well, there's like 600 Marvel movies out there now. If you count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good weekend. I know when we were flying back and forth to Italy, I started one of those and yeah, it was just strange watching it, you know, on, on the plane. I just couldn't get into it. Mm, so they so are I meant for the big off. screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the little screen with bad ear, you know, bad, uh, earbuds. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it again sometime the next rainy weekend. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so big week in the diocese yeah. this week. Uh, today through Wednesday, we have the relic of St. Jude. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, uh, a relic of the saint's arm, which is usually displayed in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, uh, on a tour of the United States that began back in September and will continue through May. And it's pretty cool. It's in a reliquary that's shaped like an arm giving a blessing. Hmm. So today, uh... The Relic of St. Jude will be in Westerville at St. Paul's tomorrow, Tuesday, All Souls Day. Uh, St. Jude will be at the Columbus St. Thomas More Newman Center on the campus of the Ohio State University. And then on Wednesday, St. Jude travels to Church of the Resurrection in New Albany each day and at all three places, uh, uh, veneration will be available between 1 and 10 p.m., and Mass at each of those churches will happen at 7 p.m. Right. So really nice. And then tomorrow, of course, is All Souls Day. And then Wednesday is All Saints Day. No. Did I get that backwards? Tomorrow is All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve. That's right. I'm jumping. Today's Monday, darn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All Hallows' Eve. And then Thursday is All Souls Day. Which is different than All Hallows' Eve. That's right. Okay. Well, there you go. Check your calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now by phone is a good friend, Doug Green. Doug's been going door to door to help defeat issue number one. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, David. Amanda, how are you? Hi. Oh, wonderful. So how many doors have you knocked on? Well, we have knocked just this past week of 25,000. We're up to close to uh, 100,000 for the campaign. Um, so there's a lot of volunteers that are assisting us, but we need more um, because this is such an important issue. As you probably know, it would actually be an amendment to the Constitution of the state of Ohio. So we, yeah. we need help to defeat this. It would uh, be absolutely horrible. Um, I was born and raised in Ohio, and, and this is not the type of state... Uh, we, we, we can do better than this. So um, how did you get involved in this, and, and who's organizing this venture? Um, Mark Harrington is the president and founder of Created Equal. And it's interesting you ask how I, how I personally got involved. Um, he sent my, I have a daughter, as you well know, Dave, who yeah. uh, is in California currently. She um, is a, a devout Catholic and has been working with Lila Rose, with live action. And I found out from that organization that Created Equal was looking for 
a few individuals in the state of Ohio to kind of spearhead the door knocking and the phone banking um, to try to recruit volunteers, train them, uh, coach them, encourage them. And so I've been blessed to be a part of that team. Outstanding. What's the uh, response been like? Uh, it's, it's been wonderful. I, I think it's interesting, Dave. We, uh, as Catholics, as you know, we have these beautiful spiritual works of mercy, and I really feel as if we're instructing the ignorant. This is such a vague, misleading, um, proposed amendment, and uh, obviously something like this should be extremely uh, clear and well-defined. It is not. And so we're trying to answer a lot of questions and, and uh, clarify a lot of um, the language which is in the proposed amendment. So um, it's, 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 it's wonderfully revealing and, um, uh, I would say, quite rewarding when you can switch someone from planning on voting yes for this amendment and uh, getting their, their commitment to say no. Doug, have you found that people are maybe pretty surprised once you do get the opportunity to educate them? Yes. Yes, I am, because some people, it's as simple as they, oh, gosh, this is for women's rights. Yes, I want to support that by all means. Well, you look at the actual title of the proposed amendment, and um, it sounds good. This has to do with reproductive freedom and protecting health and safety. Absolutely. We all want to do that, don't we? My goodness gracious, when you look into it, though, it is, um, it is anything but. This would be. This would actually, if we're just speaking about women themselves, it, was, it would nullify some health and safety standards that are currently in place. Um, you know, talking about women who, well, for one, there would not be a required licensed physician necessarily available if this amendment would go through. Uh, two, it would take away some of the safety standards as far as if, if she has some difficulty transporting her, her being the mother, uh, to a hospital. Um, it would take away, right now we have a 48-hour period where the individual, and, and again, I, I say individual because that, that Dave and Amanda is also in the amendment. Mm-hmm. It talks about each individual has a right to carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to, and it goes on. And I think most of us wouldn't sign any contract that says including but not limited to. Hmm. How, how do you choose the homes that you visit? Uh, I mean, do you have a list of registered voters, or is it... Uh more random than that? It, 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 it's actually not very random. It's, it starts with registered voters, yes, but it's uh, an app that um, we have our volunteers download, and we have different phases of the campaign. Um, up until about a week ago, we were there's even a kind of a pro-life score uh, that these individuals have, these, these voters, based on their past voting record and different demographics. It's fed into an algorithm. And so we're not knocking on every single door. We were kind of looking at those people that we think we can persuade. And now just within about the past week or so, it's more towards those that would be leaning more towards our position as far as pro-life and just making sure they get out to vote, whether that be by absentee ballot, early vote, or actually the day of at their local precinct. We just want to make sure that they all get out and participate. Mm-hmm. But so it's, it's not every door. It's... Uh, uh, and there's so many, oh gosh, 30 or 40 different pro-life organizations that are under this umbrella, this coalition, 
that Created Equal has been chosen to kind of uh, lead so we don't duplicate efforts. And so we do spread out and canvas um, all over the state of Ohio. Have you seen uh, spoken to a lot of people that have already voted? Not many. Not many. A lot of people, um, a few, and, and it's, it's, it's important to do that, actually. If, if you have the ability to get out there and vote early, please do so. You never know the actual day of if something personal will come up in your life, such as an illness or automobile difficulty, that type of thing. So we do encourage people to vote early, and I think I'm seeing a little bit more of that as opposed to um, previous elections. Mm-hmm. And again, this is kind of an off-year vote, so some people are unaware. Um, so, you know, we uh, were at the uh, March for Life just, what, three or four weeks ago, and goodness gracious, it would be wonderful if all of those, I think around 5,000 or so, showed up and, um, and voted no. But it's interesting, Dave, even, even if all of us that um, are on the pro-life side vote no, we still need to persuade those who consider themselves pro-choice to recognize this is, this is, this is an extreme measure going far beyond um, anything would be uh, good for women. Uh, That's one thing I found out when you knock on doors. Um, We're able to convert some of those who, again, consider themselves pro-choice because, one, this would eliminate parental rights, um, not only consent, but also knowledge of parents being involved in health care decisions of their minor children. And as well, a no vote would keep legal abortion up to 22 weeks, as is in Ohio. A no vote is not saying, no, there are no supposed abortion rights. Um, And so even some pro-choice people recognize that late-term abortion up to the moment of birth is just too barbaric. We're speaking with Doug Green about his some of his efforts going door-to-door to help defeat issue number one. Uh, Voting is open now in the state of Ohio, early voting. Uh, you can check your local um, board of elections for the polling place uh, nearest you. I know here in Franklin County, it's over on Morse Road. Um, and then, of course, the election itself is a week from tomorrow. So, Doug, in this uh, final week um, before November 7th, what are some tips that you would have for our friends about um, starting the conversation uh, around issue one, common objections that uh, you've heard? Um, just, uh, how would you go about having a conversation with somebody? Yeah, well, I know some, some folks, and I understand, are a little bit uncomfortable and concerned about confrontation when it comes to an issue like this. But I, I imagine most of our listeners, uh, not all, obviously, but I imagine most are Catholic and probably have received the grace from the, confirmant, from the sacrament of confirmation. And so we are to put on the full armor of Christ. We have him with us. He is by our side. The Holy Spirit is guiding us. And so we need to speak out for those who cannot speak for themselves. And um, it's uh, yes, it kind of gets you out of your comfort level, going door to door and knocking on doors. But again, it's, 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 it's instructing the ignorant. Uh, I think if they realized what was in this proposed amendment, and that's what we try to shed the light on, then they would recognize the truth that this would not be good for Ohioans. And, Doug, for for those who feel maybe that they would like to be a part of this but don't maybe feel very 
instructed themselves? Is there some type of training beforehand? Great question, Amanda. Yes. So if you go to createdequal.org slash issue one, createdequal.org slash issue one, um, that is a way to volunteer <clears throat> to start either door knocking or um, telephoning. And there are some instructional videos from our vice president, Seth Dreyer, that go through each. And it also shows you um, uh, the actual language in the proposed amendment. And it's, it's just wonderful. So you, you can go on there and it can give you all sorts of information. And we personally as well, before we go knocking on doors, we gather together, we pray, and we train to make sure everyone is well-equipped. We also, it's, it's not as difficult as you might think. We actually have a script. That, um, uh, so I, I encourage all of you that you can do this, and uh, it's something we can all participate in. Now the phone banking, making the phone calls, is there a time commitment involved? Or are you committing to doing three hours of phone calls? or you well, know, Whatever how, how does that fits work? your schedule. A- mm-hmm. any, anything helps. We dial between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. We want to be considerate of those receiving the phone calls. Um, but uh, absolutely no restrictions. We have, as far as our door knocking, Dave, we actually now have um, some incentives. If you knock on a certain amount of doors and you get a certain amount of raffle tickets (laughs) entered in, um, but I think most people just want to do it out of the goodness of their hearts and to protect Ohioans and future Ohioans, including the pre-born. And that's incentive enough. But, but there are some fun, um, competitive uh, uh, kind of incentives to get out there and do it. But, you know, people do this on a volunteer basis. So obviously we, we're not requesting any particular hours or number of homes to knock on. But we encourage people. And when you do it as a group, um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more fun and, um, and more comfortable as well. You, you kind of um, boost it with the confidence when you have a partner right next to you. Mm. Very good. Doug, do you have any um, personal stories that you've gotten to kind of experience or something to leave us with some hope that, that you've got to experience? Um, one is, it's interesting. So as I mentioned earlier, there are certain doors that we do knock on. Um, this algorithm that's put in and, and their life scores. But sometimes you'll find people, I don't want, if someone's just outside when I'm walking in the neighborhood, I want to make sure I have a conversation with them. So I walked up to... Um, one where they had uh, quite a number of yard signs, including the vote yes on Amendment 1. And as a challenge and, and to try to educate them, I had a conversation. And they actually committed to, to uh, voting no. Um, uh, again, once you explain to them what this would actually do, it is not something that will help women's health. It would be actually very detrimental to women's health. Um, as well as, obviously, to the preborn child. We as Catholics know from the moment of conception that that is a unique individual with distinct DNA from the mother. And so we're talking about a separate human, not uh, this abstract women's rights, but an actual human being that has rights of his or her own. And so um, that was this particular situation where, yes, they decided, you know what, I am pro-life, but goodness, someone should be able to have this procedure up to 22 weeks and not beyond. And, and that's what, the, again, that's what this would do. A vote no would keep it as is now, which is up to 22 weeks, but it would disallow um, late-term abortion. 
Outstanding. Doug Green, thanks for being with us this morning. Can you give us that website again on how people can get involved? Yes. CreatedEqual.org slash issue one. Let's all come together to defeat. This is a very important time in our state's history. Let's come together and knock this one down. Doug, thanks for being with us. God bless you, Dave and Amanda and all the listeners. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. God bless you. We're going to come back in just a minute with Marianne Jepson to talk to us about Catholic counseling. Fill up your mug and come back to the St. Gabriel Cafe.